happening, James? I don't know. Have I ever heard Hartford 90 degrees? I don't think I've ever heard about that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You know what? You it's, are... it's only because of climate change. It's never been be above 60 before. No, no, you have it wrong. It's not climate change now. It's climate crisis. Every, oh, yeah. Everything is a crisis. You have to, you have to recognize that. Uh, we're having an abortion crisis. We're having, what's the other crisis? Oh, we're having a COVID crisis. And now yes. we're back to the original crisis, the mother of all the crises, the, the climate crisis. Uh, it is interesting that uh, uh, somebody like me, who is not a professional meteorologist, can put mm -hmm. two, two and two together. You, did you know, uh, Todd, that on June 13th of this year, there was an M4-class solar flare uh, that lasted three hours that escaped from the sun's uh, atmosphere uh, towards Earth. And it put out a bunch of radio towers. Uh, there were a lot of radio blackouts in the Asian Pacific region here on Earth. And I didn't then, know that. And I, I, I did know that. And then I also recall that just a few days ago, in fact, last Friday, there was another solar wind blowing from the, from the, the sun that was uh, expected to trigger, trigger a lot of aurora borealis, you know, the northern lights. And so I got to thinking, well, wait a minute. We had a, a long solar uh, M4-class flare less than a month ago, and then we have another solar wind that blows in our direction. Why aren't they saying that perhaps this might be having an extraordinary effect on the upper atmosphere of the Earth? I mean, that cosmic energy comes our way. It gets absorbed by the Earth. Uh, could that not be contributing to this extraordinary warm summer? That's all the I'm saying. The solar wind comes That's right. and flying in from light years away. But I guess that is not the convenient truth that they're looking for. <laughs> well, I have, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the feature. We have a feature called the rant line where people call up and leave, leave comments on stuff. And somebody was saying, I can't believe it. There, it's July <laughs> and temperatures are in the 90s. This is unbelievable. What a crisis. <laughs> I know, man. It's just... Next thing we know, it's going to be cold in February. What's, what cracks me up is that uh, Biden's solution was uh, he was going to take some action. So he uh, he allotted, what is it, $27 billion to buy fans for poor people. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, well, keep in mind, the, the president is suffering brain fog. That's the new excuse for uh, his, what he, he routinely has brain fog, right? But now they're saying it's because of COVID. Long COVID? Yeah, he's got yeah. long COVID. Well, right. no, short COVID. He just caught it. <laughs> How many boosters has he taken? I don't know. I think he has one, one a week. I've noticed a lot of people, a friend of mine said uh, his daughter got COVID. And she's all boosted up and jacked up and all those vaccines. I don't think those vaccines, I want my money back. They're not working. Well, they've, uh, they've walked away from the idea that, that, you are less likely to catch COVID, and they're just saying it keeps you safer in terms of serious illness. So I don't even know how we know. Do we know? Is there any way to know, given the number of people who are vaccinated, is there any way to know whether they're, you're worse off with the disease if you have gotten vaccines or not? I mean, they keep raising this defense. Well, you still need to get vaccinated because you won't get as sick. Well, how do we know that if more people are vaccinated and in the hospital than otherwise? Well, the answer is that we have all had a 99.7% chance of not getting sick from COVID in the first place since the very beginning, and that really hasn't changed. Uh, what has changed is we have more therapies now 
that are preventing people from dying, and they're not forcing people to stay home until their last gasp breath before they finally let them come in and start giving them some therapy. So that's uh, reduced the death rate, which is, is still staying relatively low. Uh, but it is, I do find it interesting. There's something called ADE, auto uh, de deficiency, dependency of some sort, where every time you take a vaccine, you're compromising your immune system to a degree. Yeah, it narrows its response to correct. the stimulus. Is that what it is? Well, it makes your body dependent on the vaccine in order for your immune system to remain robust against this particular this virus. And there was a report out today that finally linked, and this came from the NIH, that said that the, the shingles is related to the third booster, second booster, because it compromises your immunities enough to where shingles can, can kind of jump into action. So, you know, they're starting to slowly kind of figure out that, you know, maybe the vaccines are not the end-all solution to all of this. And uh, immune systems, good immune systems, uh, have always played a key. There were three, Bel there's a Belgium study, an Israel study, and a study somewhere, I think, out of South Africa. And they all confirmed that natural immunity has a, lo a much longer lasting effect so if you get covid and you survive those antibodies will stay in your in your body for a much longer exceeding a year they've even said even as far as 18 months so there is an argument to be made about natural immunity versus constantly getting a booster every six months or uh, having the feeling that you're going to be more protected so that that's what they're saying uh and, and that's what i'm hearing but do you have some sense that the political class has some no. vested interest in <laughs> promoting sure. our... Of yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, why, why would they care at this point whether we get shots or not? Well, because there's still a big bill to pay off. I mean, uh, Pfizer and Moderna did billion-dollar deals based on the, the availability of vaccines that were paid for in advance by the government. So, you know, the... the, the and these are big... And let's, let's face it, a lot of these... These people in big pharma, there are a lot of billionaires that were created in the last couple of years, many of them sitting on the boards of these giant pharmaceutical companies. They're, 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 it's a money industry for them because they, they continue to use that money that the government has given them now to promote their other products on TV, which is why you're seeing an increase in the number of ads from AbbVie and Pfizer and others. They're taking the money from taxpayers that they were given to help fight COVID and using it to advertise some of their other products, which ironically are products that help with the adverse effects that sometimes you can get from the COVID vaccines, like shingles and rashes and things like that. I would suspect that at some point they're going to probably figure out that monkeypox is related to the ADE that I was telling you about, where you lose your immunity to mm -hmm. other forms of diseases or viruses that, that lie latent in your body and that somehow get reactivated by these vaccines. So, And this is all stuff that Peter McCullough, uh, McCullough and Robert Malone have been talking about for months. I have trouble imagining that the government feels self-conscious about squandered money. I mean, that's all they do is waste money. Oh, of course. they love that. They, that's their best. I think that's what they do best. They waste our money. You know, yes, like I, I think sailors. that's the backbone of the modern big government. Yeah, Except to use that money to funnel to protect themselves from potential election losses well that's true and we still by the and most of your listeners know that that the nice thing about an emergency use authorization is you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies no matter what happens imagine if you could imagine if you could sue for adverse effects i i guarantee you they wouldn't be pushing vaccines with the you know how they're pushing them today
We're talking to Jim Watkins, the Jim Watkins show dot online, right? That is correct. And I'm uh, excited to say that we're adding new articles every day. And uh, it's just a blast. There's so much interesting stuff going on in the world. Not all of it bad. There's some good stuff going on, too. Like what? What's good? Well, the James Webb telescope is, is just unbelievable. It's giving us great pictures of outer space. And, you know, uh, I've always been a fan of the space program. I think it brings it is always naturally brought people together. I know you and I are from that period where we got excited about watching the first man, you know, stand on the moon and all that. I think it kind of brings people together. It helps them forget about some of the other problems that they've got. We're going also on. at a more exciting stage of it, I think, where there it's been uh, gradually being transferred parts of it anyway over to the private sector, and it's exciting to see these entrepreneurs looking to develop space travel businesses. I mean, it sounds kind of otherworldly, but I feel like that's where we're. That's where we're getting, and, and that's a pretty exciting thing to be doing. And plus, I, I was also thinking about um, this idea of the, the web telescope taking pictures that are actually light that's hitting the lens of the telescope that was sent a billion years ago or something like that, or 65 million. I forget what the... Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's a ridiculous yeah. time ago, so we're not really taking a picture of something happening now. We're taking pictures of the past, and that has me fascinated with some of these sci-fi theories. I assume this is where they got the idea of time not being a real dynamic, just our perception of things. Well, I guess so. I mean, uh, it is It is all pretty amazing, isn't it? Uh it, you know, that just goes to show you the contrast because, you know, there's a lot of bad that you can look and you can see in the world. But, you know, if you if you stare at some of the good stuff once in a while, you know, it, it's a real pick me up because, frankly, this presidency has been a real buzzkill for a lot of people. And I'm really, and, and I'm really, <laughs> nobody thought it was going to be uplifting, I don't think. <laughs> and these Jan six commission hearings tonight. Oh, my goodness. Can we be over with it already? I want to I want to just uh, go find something to do, like watch paint dry, uh, which I I think is more exciting at this point. But, boy, they, they love the theater and they love the drama. And I think I might watch it tonight. I, I'm kind of interested in whether they can... They're, they're getting to a point with this thing. There's starting to be stories that there, there's not going to be a prosecution of Trump. And if there really? isn't, huh. then is this... I assume they would have known that in advance. And, you know, the news media has been telling us the purpose of this is to pressure the Justice Department to file charges against Trump. But maybe that's a cover story. And the real reason they're doing it, this is just to destroy Trump's reputation. So they're investigating what they say was a coup attempt. But at the same time, isn't this investigation part of a coup attempt that began before Trump even got to the White House? Well, I've been saying that all along. I mean, we're still not going to get to the truth of why Nancy Pelosi did a stand down on the National Guard, which Trump offered her, uh, and then also the Washington uh, State, uh, the Capitol Police were not out uh, prepared for this, and everybody knew it was going to be a, a big event. There was a lot of tension in the air. There was certainly no question. And I'm always fascinated by the, the wonderful video camera angles that all of the news networks, they just all happened to have those cameras at the right place at the right time, didn't they? It was almost like they were out there location shooting for a, a movie about a riot, and they wanted to get some, you know, actuality shots or B-roll. And uh, it just all so easy, seeming, seemingly came together with such nice imagery, with, uh, and they just love playing it over and over and over, don't they? I, I, this is all really an attempt 
to peel off any of those core Trumpsters that just can't get enough of the guy, and they really want to drive a wedge. And, and, and they also want to drive a wedge into people's families where you have people who may not necessarily hate Trump, and then you've got, you know, maybe a spouse who, who's been, and I speak from some, some experience, there's going to be the internal family battles over this, and I think this is going to peel people away from ever thinking about voting for Trump again. Don't you think that? that uh, I, would, I would assume so. And, you know, just because Trump is being railroaded in a biased, rigged, process doesn't mean he maybe didn't do some things wrong. That's true. No, you're absolutely right. But the way I look at it is that this is how whatever one of them does, they all do. So whatever they're accusing Trump of doing, as I alluded to, the accusations are in and of themselves confirmation that the Democrats are doing what they're accusing Trump of having done. And therefore, this is just how politics works. And Trump has gotten, because he always provokes much more energy against him, like they're more scared of him. And I find it very interesting that they that he panics them so much. <laughs> they don't care about the best interests of the country. That's clearly been established. Well, you saw the so, fear. In so what are they doing? Well, you're exactly right. They, they don't they don't want to have to deal with him in 2024. That's their worst nightmare. Um, now there's talk that Hillary Clinton might actually get in. Dick I know, isn't that? But that, that can't be. I mean, she was too weak. I don't know. Six, she, ten years ago, or whenever it was, she was collapsing. When was that? Well, uh, was it twenty uh, sixteen? That was sixteen, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it was six years ago, she couldn't handle it. Well, I think she's got her ducks in a row this time, don't you think? But you know, look. You think she's been at the gym? How pathetic is this? She probably is the best candidate to represent the well, Democratic Party. <laughs> that, that is a scary thought, Jim Watkins. They've made a lot of progress over there, haven't they? <laughs> yes. She's been trying since 08, and they really want to get her across the finish line. All right, Jim Watkins, thejimwatkinsshow.online. Always good to talk with you, James. You too, buddy. Take care. Thanks for taking the time to be here.